Hi there, and welcome to Sketch Nerds, presented by Bad Medicine Comedy, DC's best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. Today on Sketch Nerds, we'll be breaking down sketches from the British duo Mitchell and Webb and the former NYU troupe Derek Comedy. And welcome to Sketch Nerds. This is our first episode of a new podcast that we'll be bringing you about sketch comedy. My name is Andy Weld, and I am joined by Julian Morgan and Seth Alcorn. Hello. I'm Seth. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be talking to you from time to time about sketches that we like, sketches that we don't like. Um, jokes that work, jokes that don't work, and why that's the case. Uh, we'll be looking at sketches all across the spectrum, different styles from different countries, probably all in English. Yes. Yeah. My French is not very good. Uh, but we all have a strong uh, background in different comedy stuff. Uh, my background, I started in sketch comedy in college. I was in a troupe called Throat Culture. Uh, and then after college, uh, I joined uh, Bad Medicine, which I've been a part of for a few years now. Julian, how did you get your start? Um, so I started improv, and but I, I've always been a writer. Always writing was always what I wanted to do, and um, kind of fell into sketch. Uh, did some took some classes here in D.C. Uh, with now Dojo Comedy. Then it was just uh, Murph in his in his living room, um, and then uh, I went on to UCB. Uh, did the sketch program there, and then, then um, I've been with Bad Medicine for four years. Awesome. And Seth, how did you get into this? Well, I started out doing improv, uh, short-form improv in uh, college. I did short-form improv for 12 years, and I do a little uh, Shakespearean long-form. Um, not with the famous Shakespearean long-form troupe, but with a local DC troupe you've never heard of. And um, I've been with Bad Medicine, I want to say, for about three years now. Uh, writing some sketch, doing some performing. Awesome. And we're excited to bring you this new show, and we're going to be breaking down sketches, and we're excited to do it. This first sketch we're going to break down is titled Are We the Baddies? And it comes from the British sketch comedy duo of David Mitchell and Robert Webb. Mitchell and Webb met and performed together in the Cambridge Footlights and would go on to star in the long-running sitcom Peep Show, which gained critical and commercial acclaim. Most recently, they have starred in Back on Channel 4. Are We the Baddies is the first sketch from the first episode of their sketch show, That Mitchell and Webb Look, which ran from 2006 to 2010. It centers upon two Nazi soldiers realizing that they, in fact, are the bad guys. Hans, I've just noticed something. These communists are all cowards. Have you looked at our caps recently? Our caps? The badges on our caps. Have you looked at them? What? No. A bit. They've got skulls on them. Have you noticed that our caps have actually got little pictures of skulls on them? I don't, uh... Hans, are we the baddies? All right, so guys, what do you like about that sketch? Seth, why don't you start? Okay. 
Um, this is going to sound strange. I like the absolute Britishness of the Nazis. Just uh, Mitchell being sort of what we would think of as like milk toast and too polite about it. Just wondering if maybe perhaps he's crossed a, a line somewhere and he can't figure out how that happened. And then Webb's sort of complete self-assurance that no, 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 we're, we're do we're right because we're doing it. <laughs> and just the way that they, they play off each other, I think works incredibly well in that sketch. Well, and I think that Britishness lends to one of the more interesting things about the sketch in that they're Nazis who we kind of consider like abject evil. We do. And <laughs> as we should, as we should, um, but they're Nazis and they're coming to realize that they're the bad guys. And I think kind of that polite way that David Mitchell goes about doing that is kind of what makes it almost like acceptable that they're Nazis. They're not, they're Nazis, but they don't seem mean. Like they say, they, they, one of the first lines is, the crack SS squadron or something like that. That's insane that we don't immediately go, oh, well, I don't want to listen to someone talk about being in the SS. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, Julian. Yeah, I didn't okay. and, uh, yeah and just um, even the way that uh, the line is first delivered, um, where it's, it's almost like, like uh, uh, Mitchell's like pulling him to a side and being like, as a hush kind of thing. I was like, you know, I, I don't want to be out of line, but also right. like... You know, it's it's like he, he, he didn't bring the rest of the group involved. He just like pulled one guy that he kind of trusts aside and said, "Hey, you know, what's the deal here exactly?" Yeah, absolutely. He's so incredibly diffident about the whole thing. Um, it, it's just sort of the and that that's sort of I want to say that's a stock. That's almost a British comedy trope mm -hmm. at this point. Um, yeah, Arthur Dent. Uh, has that same sort of, um, uh, look, I'm sorry, but something's really wrong here, and I just need to speak to somebody about it. Um, and you can see it in a bunch of, like, uh, Terry Pratchett books and, and other British media at well, but the, uh, as well. But that, um, yeah, just that, that absolute sinking feeling that something has gone terribly wrong that can only be made right if you talk to the correct person. <laughs> but... You're not sure if you are actually allowed to do it. But it's like kind of that that slight nudging of like, well, well, I'll I'll ask him, but I, you know, I don't want to make a big deal out exactly. of this. Yes. Like, well, well, maybe we're the bad guys, but I don't know about that. Yeah, it's it's hard to maintain in this. In this guy should do it really well, but it's hard to maintain that perspective. Um, that like they don't want to just be all of a sudden, just all of a sudden. Um, so uh, Mitchell starts off as kind of sheepish and he keeps it throughout. Doesn't, doesn't, um, once they figure it out, it's like, Oh shit, they just run, you know, right. but they, but they, they, they keep that same perspective. Like, uh, should we talk to someone? Shouldn't we? I don't know. And that's it, hard to do for a three minute, three full minutes right. of a video. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that I think, uh, one of the, my favorite moments of the sketch is when Mitchell briefly breaks that sheepishness yes. and it's to deliver this joke well, if we've learned anything in the past thousand miles of retreat, it's that Russian agriculture is in dire need of mechanization, which kind of comes out of nowhere because he's been so sheepish the whole sketch. And then there's this moment where he has this opportunity to make the point he knows is right. And he kind of turns in, turns from this, you know, mm, 
scared soldier to this confident Cambridge educated historian that he is. Yeah, it's and it's really it's nice because it's it's a very human moment. He's been uncomfortable and he's been out of his depth the, the whole sketch, but now he's got a chance to stand on the bedrock of something he is aware of, something he's educated about and he could do it completely forthrightly, completely uh, confidently and then immediately return to oh yes, let's talk about the fact that we're the bad guys. Right, yeah. and I I think kind of building on that one of the things that makes the sketch work or makes that joke work particularly well. And Mitchell and Webb do this in a lot of their sketches. It's a great mix of highbrow and lowbrow humor within 30 seconds of this joke about Russian agriculture is Robert Webb saying rats anus. Yes. Which is like just a funny phrase, a funny line. And when you can, you know, craft something as they did that, blends those highbrow and lowbrow elements, not only do you kind of expand your audience reach and who's going to get it and who's going to laugh and what are people going to laugh at, but it adds this kind of layer of, I don't know, just interest and it, it just makes the sketch better, I think, for yeah. the most part. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it absolutely does. And, and, and also, uh, it comes at a great time where they've, in this sketch, they've, esta- they've established this pattern and as a, as a, someone who's watching it as an audience member, you can kind of sort of see where the sketch is going, maybe even get to the jokes before they do. And then they have that uh, mechanization joke and it's like, boom, takes a break. Everyone can breathe for a second. And also that gets an added laugh because it's unexpected. And, and there's something else that does well that I, you don't really get necessarily in the YouTube video. But if you watch the whole episode that the show is in, that the sketch is in, it works really well there. The first minute of the sketch is separate from the rest of the sketch. The sketch is actually broken into two parts. That first punchline of are we the baddies ends the first sketch. And on its own, that can be fu- like that could have been a fine sketch. That's a funny, that's like a quick hitter. That's great. And then they return to it in a way that isn't forced and it's not telling the same joke again. It's diving into that are we the baddies sentence. Yeah. Uh, also, I, this is this is probably going to be a little bit hyper-focused, but just the use of the word baddies. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Baddies, right. Not are we evil, not even are we the bad guys. Are we the baddies? It's like something a five-year-old would refer to the Decepticons as. It's right. the baddies. <laughs> and I think that kind of – that also plays into that inherent Britishness right. of the whole sketch that you brought up earlier that like – it's not really something we would say in American English. No. Uh, you'd probably just say bad guys. And, but that, that sentence, are we the baddies? It's, it's light and it's almost like diminutive to yeah. the situation. It certainly is. Um, which I think is great. One of the things in the sketch that I think could use improvement on mm-hmm. is the ending. Yeah, yeah. They do. A, there's a great little visual gag where they look around and they see, oh God, there are skulls everywhere. One one guy is knitting a scarf with a skull pattern on it. Right, it's and that kind of thing. finally drives home the point of, oh, if we're knitting skulls, then we must be bad guys. We must be the baddies. And then they realize it and Mitchell and Webb dart off the screen. And the visual gag is kind of fine, but the darting off the screen is almost like quite literally running away from the question of the ending. Right. 
Uh, and that's, you know, a problem that often comes up in writing sketches and frankly, in writing anything or telling any story. How do I end this? Because they've had the big jokes, right? right? Like the, the big joke I think is, uh, are we the baddies? Yeah. That's almost the punchline. And then um, I think if I remember right, when I was watching it on YouTube, the joke that got the second uh, largest amount of laughter was the mechanization joke right. again, because it came out of nowhere. But yeah, how do you end that? There are two Nazis who realize that they are in fact the bad guys, and they don't want to be the bad guys. Right. Yeah. So I, I feel like this sketch could have added, like, could have benefited from like a, maybe another layer, because the whole, the whole um, sort of perspective is that not what they've done up in this up until that point has been bad. It's the fact that well, wait a second, our uniform has skulls. Everyone else's uniforms are nicer. So, so it's 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 more of like, and that's why like the knitting of the skulls became is a is is another, is another strong joke. I just feel like if it had a second layer where there was like, well, uh, maybe um, a, a higher ranking officer came in and he was wearing something like, like over the top aggressive like dominatrix type shit, you know? Like it's it's I feel like like to put them put them in a in the same like in a similar situation just with higher stakes. Yeah, that, and I, I think one of the uh, almost like a trap they fall into is the fact that they're doing this with Nazis. Yeah, because it's tough to then go because one way you could look at it was, well, why didn't we realize we were Nazis when we were doing the horrible things that Nazis all, did? Yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. the Nazi stuff. Um, <laughs> and so they kind of pigeonhole themselves a little bit. I mean, I, I this is this is a bit of nitpicking because right. I think the oh, sketch yeah. works yeah. very well. Oh, yeah. um, but uh, it does – it doesn't – there's not a strong button to close it. And I think if there had been a stronger finish, like you said, I think maybe someone coming up with a more ridiculous thing or maybe they see the banner of the rat's anus walking towards us like, well, we'll go fight that guy now yeah. or something. E even Even something as simple as a quick cut to show them frantically trying to get dressed in allied uniform. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think would have – uh, would have made it um a little bit better, and I mean the, you could you could go to running quickly into an allied camp and saying you know like over the top like oh fellow fellow allies we know where a bunch of those dirty Nazis are yeah and, exactly and taking it back but yeah something a little bit more uh, something with a little bit more um sort of stopping power than just running off screen. Yeah, because I, I feel like they, I feel like maybe they've even heightened too late with the, you know, the, where they look around their camp and they mm -hmm. see all the different, um, see all the different skull like insignia type things. So I think they could have maybe had that earlier, and then heightened to something else later that would would have had the button at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's think now about our favorite and our least favorite part of this sketch. No, it's just a couple minutes, so there's not a whole lot per se um, to pick out as a favorite, a favorite joke, a favorite moment, even a favorite look. Um, Julian, uh, I, just, I guess like, are we the baddies? Like that's, yeah. I mean, because <laughs> because like it, they, they 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 set up the visual of them in full Nazi garb, and they're just like, and just having just that, it, it lets us know what um, like how this how this how the how Mitchell how Mitchell feels right up front. And um, it just it, his uncomfortableness just is um, I think it just really just really sells it, right? 
Yeah, ab- absolutely. That classic, as we've said, that classic British discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. Seth, what about you? I, I, I don't want to steal from you what I think is going to be your favorite part. So I, I am actually going to go with the dude knitting the skull because he has taken the time <laughs> during World War II, during the retreat from the Russian frontier right. to not only knit a scarf, but he is putting a skull pattern on it because he is a Nazi and a bad guy and he has no other choice. Yeah. So it's also been fun to like ask that guy, like, hey, like, why are you knitting that? And he's like, what? He's like... Are we are we the baddies? And he looks at it. He looks at the scarf, the scarf that he knitted himself, and be like, "No, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, this is just I just like the skull motif, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and and for me, it's the I I talked about it earlier, but that that Russian mechanization joke is just it comes out of nowhere. And as I said before, highbrow, lowbrow. It's it's really funny. Um, that I think that's kind of it's 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 unexpected, you know, and that's that's kind of so key to it um, is the unexpected nature, and um, you know, as we talk about more and more sketches, we'll talk about the importance of the unexpected and things coming out of nowhere. But I think I think this this sketch just um, it is silly, and then there's this great moment of smart. Yep, um, and that that's a really great combination. This podcast is brought to you by the sketch comedy troupe Bad Medicine, DC's best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. Visit badmedicinecomedy.com for showtimes, funny videos, and hilarious t-shirts. All right, guys, the second sketch we have uh, for tonight is coming from Derek Comedy, uh, the formerly NYC-based sketch group consisting of uh, Donald Glover, Dominique Dierks, and uh, DC Pearson. And uh, with sketches like uh, Bro Rape, uh, New Bike, and um, uh, Boy Band, this this group really lends itself to darker themes. And the one I picked is no exception. Uh, it's Keyboard Kid featuring Dominique Dierks, uh, where he plays a uh, he plays a kid who uses his school talent show as a cry for help. Cool. All right. Cool. cool. My name is Jeffrey. All right. Cool. Get down. Get All down. Right. Kick it. Cool. All right. Kick cool. it. Cool. Check it out. My name is Jeffrey. Get down. Get All down. Right. Cool. Check cool. it out. Get All down. Right. Kick it. Cool. All right. Cool. Get, 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 get down. Cool. Check it out. All right. Kick cool. it. Cool. Get, 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 get down. Right. Kick it. Cool. Check it out. Get, get All down. right. Kick it. If I mess up, my dad's gonna beat me. All right. And what I love most, first off, about this sketch is the just the patience of it. Um, we don't even get to the first joke till I think like a minute and a half. Fifty-one seconds. I 50, count. Yeah, fifty-one. Well, I yeah. watched the ticker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's just and and after that is just that real pregnant pause, um, and Dominic just looks around, and it just that pause too itself is like another like five minutes. No, sorry, five seconds. Uh, and, and so like, just like having that patience and that confidence to just like, because when, when you're doing sketch, they, they always tell you, if you take a class or if you take a, you know, take a workshop, they always try to tell you to get, get to the joke within the first three lines. Uh, and they, and they waited like a whole minute just to get through that one joke. And then after that, it's just full speed ahead. Like, it's just like, it's, it's so fast after that. Um, and, so, and that's one of the things I love about it too, is that they're able to 
introduce this really dark theme and then sort of heighten it by just revealing information. That's, and that's the whole key to this sketch really is just like how, how they reveal the information and how fast they do it. And then the, uh, the break when they actually do the recording of uh, Dominic's character's dad <laughs> Played by kitchen. Donald Glover, you can hear oh, yeah. ever so slightly. He's putting on a voice, but it's definitely Donald Glover. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to get your thoughts. Like, like what, like, like, did that work for you? I, I played it to for a couple of people, and they actually first I couldn't believe I was showing them this, and then uh, yes, like my my fiance and her friends who are total normals. Um, <laughs> uh, they, but they were just like, "Oh my god, have you watch this?" I'm like, "Yes." Uh, but like, did did that work for you guys? Okay. Uh, so I think I think uh, maybe we both have the same perspective, or maybe we both uh, just didn't want to interrupt one another. Um, but this is not a sketch I terribly enjoy. Um, so I like a lot of Derek comedy stuff. Self defense is one of my favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sketches. They do, and I I love their. Um, I love the kind of dark stuff. I think for this one, for me, there isn't really any hint of levity. Um, you got the beat, the backbeat. Right. It's a little silly and the the cool. All right, cool. All right. Um, but that the moment when it gets to the recording of the mother and father fighting is just so heavy for me that I think and, and you know maybe it's just that I wasn't seeing this in the middle of a bunch of sketches or something like that and it was watching it cold I kind of felt like this is just not not doing it for me this is almost too dark um, though I will say one of the things that kind of I liked about the sketch or that that brought the sketch around a little bit for me. You know, sometimes when you're reading a sketch or you're watching a sketch, sometimes you're thinking like, well, why is this happening? Like, why, what, what chain of events led to this? And so as I was watching this, I was thinking like, well, why is he doing this at his school talent show? What a, what a ridiculous thing. And as you said in your, in your intro, like there's the cry for help, but he's doing the, it's the cool all right or the two like, benign sound effects he plays and then at the end he stops the song and he goes not all right and he leaves the stage and so it does kind of have this button of like uh, a hot take in itself but that domestic violence is wrong like so i did like that they came around and justified the reason that the song was coming about or that the presentation was happening but it wasn't it, it was not my favorite yeah. <laughs> okay, so you, you're in the same line as the other people I showed it to. But what what I like about it though is that the even my favorite joke is we're like it's like get 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 down. Get 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 up, mom. Like just the the, the way the way the way they're able to play with that. Mm-hmm. I I I think they definitely walk the line for sure, but I think they just do just enough to where it's to me it's funny and it's not too um like too heavy for me, and it's it it's really just the the keyboard is the is the is the only reason really yeah yeah um I let's see I have to say I think I'm I'm between 
uh, Julian's opinion and Andy's opinion in this. Um, That's not allowed. Pick one. What? Uh, closer to Andy. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> from from a technical standpoint, I think it went on too long in the beginning. I yeah. don't think uh, it needed to be much shorter, but I think five to ten seconds shorter. Because I was, you know, I was watching this with my wife and I was like, okay, what am I showing you right now? I'm aware of Derek comedy. They usually have some jokes at some point in their their sketches that they do. And it was, this was actually, uh, since we just sort of, you know, talked about uh, British sketch comedy and Andy and I talked a little bit about this before we started recording. But one of the the differences that that he mentioned earlier um, is that the Brits will lean into an awkward moment for a very long time. And in that way, this sketch more resembled a British comedy, uh, a piece of British comedy than it did a piece of American comedy. Um, But there were some things that I thought could have been improved on to sharpen it a little bit and make us more accepting of the premise. I don't think we were meant to be comfortable with the premise. And I think making us comfortable with the premise would have been betrayal. would have been betrayal of the subject matter and the sketch itself. But after he drops the bomb, which is the, he's been, you know, the keyboard's been saying, cool. All right. Or get down or whatever. And then he presses another key and it says, my dad beats me. There is a pause and he stops and he looks at the audience. This is actually something that I enjoyed. Every time he looks at the audiences and, and, and the audience and challenges them to do something about what he's mm, revealed. Sure. Yeah. But then he starts sort of dancing again. And I was like, I don't I don't think you need to do yeah. that at this point. I think you as the you know, as the character, you've crossed a line where you don't need to pretend that you are here doing something for your talent show. Right. And yeah. I think one of the things that kind of uh that you know, sparked a, th- a thought for me is at one point, one of the sound effects he plays is basically like, if I mess up, my dad's going to hit me. Yeah. So is his dad there? Like, and that's the question that I had. Like either you've met, either you're going to mess up this song or you're going to perfectly execute a song about how your father hits you. Right. Like w- what exactly is happening there? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably one of the, probably one of the more uh, ambiguous things about the sketch is that like, so like it's clear that the father the father's going to see it. So calling him out about his abuse, but I think maybe what he's trying to do is to get people in the audience sort of galvanized and like you know because it he's trying to get he's basically and, and and what I like about his performance too is that he never talks until the very end because right. the keyboard is his voice and so he's using that to to reach out to to anyone who will listen and you know, at at the moment right now. The only, the only way he can get someone to listen is if he goes up on stage at a talent show and and, and do this reveals yeah. it yeah. yeah and i i thought that i thought that was fine i i thought that was good to skip to the end what i didn't get was acknowledgement from the audience that we never see that they've heard or acknowledgement from the performer that the audience hasn't heard because the uh, the applause sound effect they throw in is not hesitant. It's not sparse. Yeah. It, it sounds like everybody in that auditorium is clapping. And then he takes a bow. 
And I'm like, no, 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 no. One of you, you either need to have the the awkward. We are clapping because we are people, and that's what we do when someone has performed, right? Uh, and then he just sort of looks at them and goes off. Or we need them to. We need to hear the full applause, and he like flips the keyboard and leaves, or something. Just the the bow and the calm walk off stage was like, okay, well. Are, are we now at performance art high school? Have we all recognized that this is just a piece of performance art mm-hmm. and he's done it brilliantly or yeah. what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's the, the second thing that probably is, is one of my cons for the, uh, for the sketches at the end, because as you said, like his performance where he challenges the audience, the theoretical audience that's there, um, it, like he, he does it throughout the sketch. And it's one of my favorite parts of the sketch really is even where he's like, um, hmm. I can't run away. He'll find me. When he says he when, when he hits the button for can't run away, he shakes his head, and then he'll find me. He like sort of dips at the audience, like like seriously, he's, he'll find me. I can't, you know. But then at the end, it's just sort of a, well, that was that was my thing, and then he leaves, you know. So I, like, I and and I I don't know how I would fix that if if I were if I yeah. were if I were giving notes on that sketch, like if if we were if we were at a if we were in the writers' room for that sketch, I don't know what. I would say for that part, I would I would have had Donald Glover come back on stage, look at him, and go, "I heard what you said." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's the only way because yeah, those are the, the same two characters, the same two actors who had that moment in the Spelling Bee, right? Sketch. Uh, yeah, but, yes. But more, I honestly think that sketches. while that's yeah. funny, that would have been way too dark yeah. for the actual yeah. sketch. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I think he kind of walks the line too, where it it doesn't it. It still it still remains funny without getting too rough. Uh, even even the argument that Donald Glover has with uh, with his wife that is it's it's pretty tame consider like considering what Dominic Dierks was talking about the entire time. Like I got bruises, all this other stuff. That was a pretty tame argument that he was having with his wife. Yes, the the sound yeah. effects did not indicate that anybody got hurt in that yeah. argument in that sketch. <laughs> Just to be clear, just to be clear. Yeah, but no, I, yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, I love that this is our inaugural episode because I am now at the point where it's like, can we go back to discussing the comedy Nazis? I feel a lot more comfortable <laughs> right. discussing the comedy Nazis. What a, what a great combo to start off with. Nazis and domestic abuse. This, this is a strong start. Hi, Mom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I just, I feel like what this does, what this sketch does really well is once it introduces the joke and the the premise um then it's it still it's still it always like kind of finds these small ways to sort of stay ahead of the audience so we know this is going to be a straight up confession sketch it's going to be it's basically a list sketch and um it it there's like different elements where it's like you know get 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 up mom and stuff like that and and um and then the uh the recording of the fight at the end like I thought that was just like brilliant. It is funny that you say as a list sketch because I hadn't thought of it in that way before. I think I'd just been so fixated on the darker elements, but it, but it really is, and it kind of it almost subverts the idea of the list sketch, which is usually something getting more and more silly. Yeah. As you move yep. on through the list sketch, it's becoming more and more ridiculous. Um, just ideas, throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks in terms of jokes. And um, that that does, I think actually that comment has made me appreciate this sketch more as a subversion of the list sketch. And whether that was intentional on their part 
or you've just given them a lot of credit um, that I am buying into. Um, well done. I tend to do that for a lot of people. So that's good. It's good to have you in their corner. <laughs> yes. So, like, do we want to talk about uh, favorite? Th- I think we've already kind of done. I think we kind of touched on favorite, favorite things. things. Yeah. I yeah. think, um, yeah, that's probably probably it for that one. I think so. All right, so final thoughts on our two sketches, Are We the Baddies and Keyboard Kid. I just had an idea of a way to rank these potentially or a way to think about or to give some kind of sense of numeric scale to how we feel about these in the most qualitative way I could think of, so a super scientific method. But on a scale of water snake to python – Wait, what kind of water snake? Well, like, I like, I, like... I realize that I misspoke. I meant to uh, miss. I misspoke. I misspoke. I meant to say uh, gardener snake. Uh, yes. um, to Python, Monty Python. Gross. <laughs> it's really <laughs> disgusting. How would you rank each of these sketches? Let's start with Are We the Baddies, Seth. I'm going to give that king snake. Which, if I recall correctly, is the one that looks like a coral snake. Coral snakes are venomous, but king snakes are not. Just like the Nazis in this sketch. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I we picked like the one. Like the, the, of course, Seth knows everything about snakes. I was well, like, learn I, about snakes yeah. for the next one. <laughs> the, key, the key, the key to being able to judge sketch comedy is knowledge of snakes. It, it really is critical. <laughs> most most reptiles. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say it is a diamondback. Okay. Is that a snake? It is. It is. That is. It is. And a baseball team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know you're a big baseball fan. (laughs) Those fat guys. No. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Professional athletes, just famously obese. We're just taking all our goddamn money. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, uh, and I don't know. I don't know anything about diamond. But but it feels like a diamond. It feels like a diamond. Feels like a diamond back. Yeah. Uh, Diamondbacks. They just. It just the name just sounds like I don't know like I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go with the reverse of what Seth said and say it's the coral snake because it's got that a little bit of bite to it um, with the kind of the silly to smart moment that I talked about earlier that I really liked. Uh, and how about Keyboard Kid, Julian? What kind of snake is Keyboard Kid from Gardner Snake? python uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a real wrench in this thing and say it's a mongoose and it kills all your little piece of shit snakes good i'm i'm glad with the inaugural episode with the scale we've thrown the scale out the window that's right well, and, and like what what snake is like is so is it i'm i'm, I'm thinking of snakes in sort of one to ten so is like a a garden snake a one or or but but you but you liked baddies i like baddies too um which is a great name for a a, a Sequel to that sketch. Um, I like too. Baddies too. I like Baddies too. Yeah. <laughs> baddies too. Nazis on the run. <laughs> Nazi boogaloo. There we go. Yes. Oh yeah. So like, are are like are this is one snake bad and one snake's good? I did not think it through that far. <laughs> you, we've all now put in way more thought than oh, Python would be a funny maybe. Top maybe end. we should just rate it out of the original members of Monty Python. It's like how many how many out of six would you? Give okay, us? I like that. All right, all right okay. let's. Uh, Let's do that. We've already established the snakes for baddies, yes. but let's now with Keyboard Kid. Julian, how many pythons would you give Keyboard Kid? I would give it four and a half, five. 
Four and a half, five. Which python would you cut in half? Ooh, um, I think I only know one by name. <laughs> okay, um, and wh- is Stephen Fry? No, no not no, a python. Stephen Fry is not, not python. 10, oh, 10, 15 years later. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. Ten years later. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Uh, John Cleese. You should Cleese. probably John, know. Oh, John Cleese. Yeah. Right, right. Right. Eric right. Idle. Yeah. Um, uh, Graham Chapman. Uh, Terry, Terry Jones, Gilliam. Blank on that one. Um, and uh, Michael Palin would be the other one. That yeah. we have not, I'd right. cut Michael Palin in half. That's why I'd give it two and a half. Two and a half? <laughs> yeah. Half. Uh, give I, it two and a half. I'm actually going to give it three, I think, specifically both of the Terrys and Michael Palin. All right, that's fine, but none of the heavy hitters. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is. I, I did omit wow. my three favorite pythons. Well, there you like go. Scathing right now. Okay. <laughs> I, I do like that our, our, first, our first inaugural first inaugural or the same thing um but i do like that it was just like two dark themes that sort of have different takes yeah they, they go in different directions and uh it was that was fun we'll we'll try to get a little bit lighter um for the next episode just to change it up no uh, way but we reserve <laughs> we reserve the right to come back to sketches about things that are inherently dark absolutely and if there are sketches that you want us to break down send those to us uh, we will set up a, uh, a Facebook page and an email address that you can reach out to us. You can reach out Probably to us. a Twitter account, too. Yeah, a Twitter account, absolutely. We're going to be zeitgeisty. Uh, but for now, you can reach out to us through badmedicinecomedy.com. You can find this podcast on badmedicinecomedy.com slash podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us there. Please, uh, if you liked what we talked about, share it with your friends. If you didn't like what we talked about, complain about it, but include a link so the people know what you're hating on. Um, complain about it. Give us five stars and talk about how much you love to listen to us to hate the show. Right, exactly. I think that would be great. Exactly. When you're really angry, when you're running and it's that last, none of us run, so we wouldn't know. But when you're running and it's the end of the running and you're really upset, instead of putting on some angry music to power you through, hate listen to us thanks for listening this has been sketch nerds we look forward to coming to you with more and more stuff i'll add something um if you're like a if if you're an indie comedy indie sketch group and you want us to nerd out on your shit send it to us we will watch it and talk about it please do please do we've been sketch nerds i'm andy weld i'm julian morgan and i'm seth alcorn have a good night we'll see you soon Thank you for listening. This episode was produced by Isaiah Hedden and recorded in Washington, D.C. The Sketch Nerds podcast is brought to you by the sketch comedy group Bad Medicine, D.C.'s best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. For showtimes, videos, and funny t-shirts, please visit badmedicinecomedy.com.